time for the Liz Calloway Show. You asked for it, and we got it. Now, 6 to 10 weekday mornings. Always local. Always live. Always right. Here's Liz and Nick on Talk 94.5. It is 9.07 on the Liz Calloway Show without Nick Summers. He's on vacation till Monday. Glendive Radio. He... <laughs> Radio. <laughs> Holding down the fort over here. Mm. How you doing over there? I'm doing fine You're over doing here. Good. How you doing? We're more than halfway through. Hey, forget about it. You forget know? about it. No We're problem. almost done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well... This is the continuation of our seven-week series called How Money Works, and it's a book. You can go get the book by going to howmoneyworks.com slash Mark Elliott. And in fact, joining us right now is Mark Elliott and one of the contributors to that book, certified financial educator J.D. Phillips. We're going to be talking about putting a wrapper on your plan and protecting your wealth. This is Money Milestone number seven. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Liz. How are you? Good. Good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I know we've gone through the uh, six milestones already, but Mm -hmm. this is actually one of the most important ones because after you do all this work and you accrue all this wealth, it's the worst thing in the world to just leave it up to whatever willy-nilly to your future, you know, for your heirs. And you want to take into consideration protecting it from tax uh, taxes and uh, you want to make sure all the money goes to the right place. So talk to us about money uh, milestone number seven. Well, Liz, you're right. And again, thank you, thank you for having us on. And, and, and you're right. It's very complex out there with taxes and what happens at certain points in your life. And certainly as, as people pass on and you want to move assets around to your heirs. You know, and certainly over the last few weeks, we've talked about you know, building your financial knowledge and focusing on using the key money milestones to ensure that roadmap. Well, this last milestone, as you said, you know, it, it's something that is critical. It, it really is protecting your wealth properly. And really, you can do it with a few key documents that in today's world really can be very easy to put in place. And, and that's, that's what people need to, to look at and make sure they have those things. J.D., what, what are some of the basic estate planning aspects that, that people should be aware of? Absolute. Thank you, Mark. And once again, Liz, thank you for having us. Hello, everybody. It's great to be back for this week's episode or edition of uh, How Many Works. So as Mark said, this whole issue of estate planning is sometimes overlooked because the first thing that comes to folks' mind, Liz, is that people think, well, if I don't have a whole, whole lot of money, I don't really need to worry about that kind of stuff, which is nothing could be further than the truth because there's two things you want to do to start when you begin to think about your money and moving things forward once you're no longer here. And that's having a will in place, creating a will. Mm-hmm. And mainly what we want to try to do here is guard your legacy. And to give you an example, if you don't take care of this, then what ends up happening with no directive in place, which is the will, um, the state in which you live in decides what to do with your whatever you have, your money, your assets, like maybe your house, or your real estate, or other, or vacation property, or anything else you have, if you don't have it written in a will, directing exactly where you want it to go, then the state gets to decide that, and that can be very painful, especially if there's family there, and 
they would think that they would be the ones to automatically take over because they would son or a daughter. Well, hey, that's my my dad or my mom, and I I know what they want us to have and do and to do with all those things. With no will in place, though, you have to wait for the state to determine where it goes. Two major examples: everybody probably remembers the rock star and amazing talent Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died in 2016 in a state at that time worth over 150 million. Had no estate plan. Wow. And I think even to this day, they're still trying to decide what to do. Because think of that. Not only his things, but the the music and the record rights and the copyrights and all the things he had. And the same with uh, um, Aretha Franklin. She died two years later. $80 million state and no estate plan. And so the point is, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you have a little or a lot. Having the plan will save money. It'll make sure it goes to whom you want to have it and the way you want them to get it. So the four documents I want to chat about real quick that should be included in the estate plan, whether you have $1 or $1 million or $150 million, these are the four documents every estate plan should include. The first one is, is the will. We talked a little bit about it. That's the document that identifies who the guardian is if you have younger children under the age of 18. Uh, if there's any special needs in that family, who's supposed to carry out those wishes? And how do you want your property to be distributed, whether it's to family members or to a charity or some other cause of your decision? Who gets what and why? That will can be done in a very straightforward and simple manner. The second part of this plan, Liz, is what we call a financial power of attorney. And this identifies a person who will control your affairs and manage your bill in the effect that you can't do it. Whether it's insurance or taxes, selling property, who's going to be the the quarterback, if you will, that steps in and runs Mm -hmm. your affairs if, in fact, you can't? And that is the second piece of this uh, estate plan document that we should all create, which leads us into the third uh, phase of it, which is our health care directive. Sometimes you'll hear this called a living will. And this identifies Liz, the person in your family who you want to be your advocate uh, to help make your health care decisions. Let's suppose if you can't, maybe you have a stroke or a heart attack and you can no longer make health decisions. Somebody needs to be there to advocate for you. And if you don't have that identified, then it's very difficult for them to talk to medical professionals about the care you might want to uh, receive. And if you can't choose one, one will in fact be chosen for you, but oftentimes that's an administrator at a medical facility, and that might be the very last person you want taking care of the medical decisions for your loved one. So that's very important, a living will. And then the last piece of this is what we call the health care relief. And this is a, a law known as HIPAA. It stands for Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. And basically, this permit permits anybody that you assign to have access to your medical records. Because in today's world, that is a very private matter. And nobody will talk to you if you're not the person that owns the records, unless you have a health care release in place. So those four pieces, the will, financial power of attorney, the living will, and the health care release are the four pieces that are part of a basic estate plan. Now, some people say, well, J.D., 
I, that's time consuming. I don't need to do that. <laughs> or it costs too much money. I, I can't do that. Well, if there's two costs you need to consider. Number one, the cost of putting it together can be very, very low. In some cases, there are even services where you can do basic ones online for free. And one of the things we do in our discovery calls, Liz, is we walk people through this milestone. Believe it or not, it's number seven. But sometimes we take care of this one first because you want this checked off immediately because we don't know what tomorrow brings. What we do know is tomorrow is not a promise for any of us. And we're all going to have the same ending. We just don't get to decide when that is or how we go out. So not having this in place is a risk not only to our families, but it could be to the future of our, of our legacy. And the other thing is, if you think this is too time-consuming or expensive, think about the cost to your family or loved ones down the road if you don't deal with this. They're left with it, and sometimes they have no control, and it makes it very, very painful. So please reach out to your financial professional and say, I need to get this in place. If you don't have one and want to know how, you call us. Call, um, go to howmanyworks.com slash Mark Elliott. Get the number, call him direct, and we'll get you on the right path today. Because when we look at this now, Liz, we've kind of come to the end of the money milestones. Remember, at the very beginning, we talked about financial education, proper protection. We talked about protecting your income and your savings. Then we talked about the importance of building that emergency fund. There's three to six months of cushion there in case something happens, you have to put your hands on cash. Then we talked about, in number four, about managing debt, you know, getting rid of useless debt, reducing debt, how to manage it moving forward so you are get the rule of 72 working in your favor because it was not working for you as we learned it works against you and milestone number five we talked about cash flow you know managing those expenses and you know, getting rid of unwanted uh, subscriptions and i think the other day i saw an article where the average american has seven subscriptions like spotify or netflix or um, re- repeating charging expenses on their credit cards an average of seven uh, so managing that is so important. And then we talked about building wealth uh, last week and the impacts of taxes and losses. Uh, and then outrunning inflation is so important because here's what we do know. If you can control tax and you can control risk on your money where you don't lose or you put loss, stop losses on your ability to lose money, you can make a lot of money in your savings towards retirement and have money when you need it. And then, of course, today, wrapping this up, with get the documents in place, and we can help you do that. So I would offer this, Liz, and we can uh, have some questions because I know we've had a good time uh, working through our process a little bit, helping them with some things with your own mom yeah. in our discovery call. Mm-hmm. Um, and these concepts are, are important, and people just don't know, but they're important. So we have a process for all your listeners that we call discovery process where it's a private confidential call or meeting we just kind of take a snapshot of where you are and your personal walk with your finances, or maybe someone in your family needs help. And we kind of walk through and discover all the angles in which things are happening. And then we begin to put together solutions based on that fact pattern by taking in all the information. And it's amazing what happens in these conversations because you think it's a one size fit all program, but it's not. No, everything's individualized. It's private confidential. So, uh, 
Liz, can you talk a little bit about that process just so your folks can hear about yeah, that? Yeah, well, actually, I, I, I just went through the process and it, it's not it's not a quick it's not a quick thing. So there is a, there's a um, and we're speaking with WealthWave.com's Mark Elliott and certified financial educator J.D. Phillips, who's uh, featured in the book, How Money Works. Um, and uh, I, I've gone through the process. I'm shopping around and and I want I don't want to make a mistake with with the money that I have uh, been, you know, kind of commissioned with uh, protecting and growing for my mom. And so there's unique nuances to my situation. And so when you are, you know, when you try and move to the next level, you're trying to take those cautious steps because you don't want to step in a mine, <laughs> you know, on a mine and, sure. and just like <laughs> blow the whole thing up. So you, you are just so careful. So I've been talking to a lot of professionals. I've learned a lot through this series, and I and I know you've probably helped a lot of people. In fact, if you have questions uh, and want to send them on over, uh, you can do that right now by just going to the PCRX Mobile Outfitters text line, 843-798-TALK, 798-8255, and we'll take your questions. Or you can reach out directly to Mark Elliott. Uh, you can go to howmoneyworks.com slash Mark Elliott and email him through there and just ask those questions. The, 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 here's one question that we have um, from someone on our PCRX computers, uh, mobile operators text line. I'm in my mid-40s. Should I start investing in a Roth or should I go with a rental property? Okay. So the answer is, um, depending on your income situation, a Roth is a great place to put money, take advantage of full tax play. I would say uh, for most people, doing both is probably something they can afford to do because if you can afford to do a rental property, that means you probably have some level of a down payment saved up to begin that uh, real estate process. And of course, income producing real estate is always a great, great part of anybody's portfolio. The issue with the Roth is if you meet the income limits but you, you can't make but so much income to qualify for a Roth. If you make over 125000 as an individual, you're not allowed to start a Roth. So under that income bracket, you would need to be. But they're limited annually, Liz, to $6,500 a year that you can put into a Roth. Mm. So if you think about that, I would probably say establish that Roth, get it going so you can take some of your rents from your rental property when they start coming out and dropping them into your Roth as you begin to build your wealth and and do a one two punch there and do both hmm. that that was that would be my recommendation now you were talking before about all these milestones together um all seven of them can someone come to you and have all seven of them addressed because sometimes, you know, people have some debt, but they need to start saving and they need to plan for the future and they need to do estate planning and they need to do all these things. It seems to me that it needs to be a, a, like a, a symphony. It needs to all work together. Otherwise, you're going to have one piece that is like flapping in the wind. Um, so I'm just wondering, is is this a like one place where you ask all these questions and then someone can be made whole and and have a comprehensive plan what a great what a great question liz because the answer is we see all of that some people show up believe it or not and they've gotten started maybe they have one two or three of the milestones in place just by the things they've done to that date 
Some people have them all in place, but maybe they weren't done in such a way that, as you put, they're working together like, like a symphony. The other issue is planning them to seeing what holes you have in your plan or what pitfalls might be ahead is also part of that process. So whether you have one or all seven, knowing what you have, there's an old saying when it comes to how money works and, and planning for your future. Believe it or not, you can actually make more money with proper planning, Liz, than you can by making more money. Hmm. Some people can make money yeah. and income and do well, but with no plan, mm. they can make a ton, and the person with the plan will outrun that over, over time. So whether you have one or all seven, uh, we're in position with the particular places to go get what you need, which is why you need to do this whole process with a financial professional. If you don't have one, please let us uh, educate you on what we could do because that's so important. And we always say, when it comes to your money, it's like if you have a toothache, mm-hmm. don't call the plumber. Right. Go, go to somebody that's an expert, yeah. and that's where we can help you out. J.D., and I it's have— important. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, as, you go, as we go through that discovery process, it is, as we said, it's, it's personal. And, and we'll look at what is there and what the objectives are, but also, depending on their capabilities, what are the top priorities that need to be addressed? And again, some people may not be able to do all seven things right now, mm-hmm. but what's their biggest risk point? And so, we'll, again, that's part of the roadmap that we lay out and say, well, here are the things that would be the top priorities you should look at doing if this is all you can do at this time, because this is going to give you the biggest bang. And then that's going to eventually position you to address other milestones as you continue to make progress. So it, it is it is very personalized to understand, again, what the situation is mm-hmm. and what the objectives are at that time. Before we run out of time, I need to ask this question uh, from Bill on our text line, our PCRX uh, mobile affairs text line. If you are over a certain age, can't you put in $7,500 into a Roth? The answer is yes, Bill, uh, and that's a great point. Once you hit age 50, whether it's a Roth or a traditional IRA, uh, you're allowed a catch-up provision. It used to be 7000 This year in 2023, they moved that up to $7,500 um, for over age 50 and 6500 for under age 50. So a very good point And the answer is yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen. If you want to find out more about what they do, go to howmoneyworks.com slash Mark Elliott. You can also find them at wealthwave.com. Any other contact information you'd like to add? Well, again, I just, it's, it's on your website there under each podcast. So you, you have the link as well as my email address so people don't get misspelled mm-hmm. or what have you. So that's great. And uh, we'd be more than happy to we get that. We'll reach out and certainly talk to anyone to, to see what we can do to help. Absolutely. As I said before, um, you know, we got on with you that all of these uh, segments have been uploaded onto our Talk 94.5 uh, website. And you can click on the podcast tab and scroll down and look for How Money Works. And this one will be up later today. And, of course, next week is our final week, um, kind of like graduation. And, and it's, uh, it's going to be focusing uh, pretty much on, on business owners and what they can do to help their employees. Um, and maybe if you're an employee, you know, approach your boss and talk about how, you know, you can help, you know, the, you know, rising waters lifts all boats, right? So 
everyone's being successful and planning for the future. It's it's infectious. It's exciting, and uh, and it get, does give off a positive energy within a company when people are on the path to success. I, I believe that to be true. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Liz. All right, uh, we'll be back in just a few moments. On the road again with Jordan Rose. We'll be coming up in just a few moments. Hold on, deplorables. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers will be right back on Talk 94.5.